This broadcast is only for adults. Today is Saturday, August 25th, 2018, and this is Radio Wave. We need clarity today to understand the signs of the times. Our Lady has given many messages saying, look at the signs. Do you not recognize the signs? And now we have an explosion that many people don't know how to take or to accept. Already, we've heard places where priests have been attacked. Where will this go? It will go the way Our Lady's been telling us. Everything is passing. Everything has fallen apart. Only the glory of God remains. That's where you have to position yourself to see what glorifies God and what does not and get away from it. What's happening in the courts? These puny, puny men, individual judges, make it unconstitutional to block abominable marriages and many, many other things. And we live with this. We accept it. We get run over. Our lady contradicts this, says, live my commandments. We see the way to the messages and we think we're going to just pray about it. When do we stand up? Oh, a lot of people's angry now. A lot of people are ready to do things now, but now they're still come up with the wrong decision. You have to be in prayer. Our lady gave a message today. And there's a lot for her to say today. Many things to us. And she did it with a very profound message that may surprise you. Our Lady Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's August 25th, 2018 message to the world. Dear children, this is a time of grace. Little children, pray more. Speak less and permit God to lead you on the way of conversion. I am with you and love you with my motherly love. Thank you for having responded to my call. So the behind the scenes today, when a friend of Medjugorje was given the message on a piece of paper, before he even read it, his words were, oh, wow. Just seeing how brief the message of Our Lady was today, elicited that response from him. And he immediately says, start looking up messages as short as these within the 25th message. 
So he wanted to see what other messages Our Lady gave that were that short, three lines or so. So I began, I started with 2018, going backwards, 2017, 2016. And the first message I come to that is actually this short. It was February 25th, 2015. And when I saw that, and I read it, I knew Our Lady is saying something to us. It's just not her words. The reason I reacted to Joan when she gave me this piece of paper, I said, wow, this is really it. This is the message for the scandal. This is what she has to say to us. It's very profound. Immediately I saw it. But it's not just words that a lady communicates to us. She's making a statement. I immediately counted the words on here. It was 44. And that's when I told you, of course, to go look it up. The first thing you find that's comparable, that's short, is the message you were speaking about, which is February 25th, 2015. And so today our lady says, dear children, this is a time of grace. Look what we're in the midst of. We just had the biggest scandal, worse than the first, actually, because the attorney general of Pennsylvania broke it open, not our priests, not our bishops. And our lady comes today and says, this is a time of grace. How do you interpret that? Well, she says, dear children, this is a time of grace. Little children, pray more, speak less. So the first message found that was short is the date we've already mentioned. And it says in 2015, dear children, in this time of grace, I call all of you pray more and speak less. And today, this is a time of grace. Exact words almost. Little children, pray more and speak less. Exactly the same thing. So my wow was a double wow. Look at that. I know why she was short today, why she said speak less. Nothing needs to be said. Something's being flushed out. And so back 2015, I said, go look up the headlines. What happened at the beginning of the year of 2015? It had to be something so big that she said the same things as she said today. Because there's nothing that needs to be said. A lot of people are speaking about, this is what needs to happen. We need to do this. We need to do that. No, Our Lady's got this under control. Because it's out of control. She's bringing order. And the way to do that is to flush this out. And her answer is today, permit God to lead you on the way of conversion. That's the answer. I am with you. I love you with my motherly love. I just told the community this past week. Always focus on self, not your neighbor. Always work on your conversion. If everybody's converting, everybody's changing, which our lady said, permit God to lead you on the way of conversion. You focus on what you need to do, and then the next person doing what they need to do, everybody gets lifted up. But if you're looking at your neighbor, we go down. There's only one other time my lady said speak less. It was September 25th, 2010. I urge you, little children, to speak less and to work more on your own personal conversions. Isn't that interesting? I just talked to the community about this. And that's where we all have to be. The scandal is in God's hands right now. We're not going to fix this. I was just also on the radio show yesterday with Sam Bushman, which covers Utah and a lot of areas and a lot of Mormons. I do his show every other week. And I told him the same thing. Conversion is what we have to go to. We have to look at ourselves, not what's going around. 
the the evil that's there, we're not going to fix this. This is in God's hands. And because it's in God's hands, the best thing we can do is what our lady says, speak less. It doesn't mean you can't get on this radio or broadcast to teach you these things and show this thing and explore this too to help you to speak less. Because if you're focusing on yourself, holiness increases and your other church members do the same thing. That's how we change things around. But this is very profound because before I read a word, not even dear children, I knew this was a big message. The fact that she doesn't address it, but she does address it because it's so short. This is what I got to say about it. You speak less and permit God to lead you on the way of conversion. That's my answer to you. And all the other garbage, we're taking care of it. It's in God's hands. Will there be some actions on it? God inspire who needs to act on it. You don't have to worry about it. I'm not going to advocate what people say. All we got to do is pray. All we got to do is pray. No, we need to fight. There's no question about this. You need to be a knowledge about it. But you have to be holy. You have to be in the right as far as being in a position to act physically. We talked about on the broadcast out of the bishops and prudence, prudence. We're in 1984, I think was the date. Pray, fast, let God act. And then 33 years on the anniversary, which is many years past that, then our lady comes and says, pray and act. She's released us. So we're supposed to be acting. First on our conversions, then things can happen through our actions that produce fruit and change. So this is a big, big thing. Out of 380 months, out of 31 years of receiving 25th messages, this message is the ninth from the top of being the shortest. And that is a message in itself. And the fact that we walk over and I tell Joan, you go look up the next one. The first thing that comes up is a message that says duplicate in the same words. So I said, go do some research on 2015. I know what's happening today. You know what's happening today. You know what happened, precedes this message in the last week or so with Philadelphia as our attorney general breaking open the archives of the diocese. But because we know what this message today is referencing to and addressing for the immediate understanding. So I said, go see what was in the headlines at that time. So we looked up 2015. We did research on it. January 1st, the first day, a Catholic country, Luxembourg, legalized abominable false unions mask as marriage. January 6th, the same thing in the state of Florida. January 12th, the same thing in South Dakota. January 18th, the Irish minister is the first abominable holding office. You go into February 23rd, Arkansas's governor prevents discrimination against these marriages. March 2nd, they ruled Nebraska couldn't ban these marriages. March 3rd, the same thing in a Catholic country again. Slovenia legalizes it. And on March 12th, Utah. On April 1st, another Catholic country, Malta, expands identification of these genders. April 13th, the Catholic country of Chile recognized abominable false unions masked as marriage. And it just goes on. May the same way. Wyoming, the city council goes for it. May 23rd, the Republic of Ireland, by popular vote, legalized perverted, abominable, false civil unions, masking them as marriage. Don't call this anything else. Whenever you talk about it, that's the title. 
It cannot be marriage. It's not possible. Marriage is between one man and woman. Nobody can change that. Nobody has authority. It's against natural law. The closest description and the only description to refer to this is perverted, abominable, false civil unions masking them as marriage. It's a false civil union because the government's saying you do it. It doesn't exist. It can never exist and never be legal. Greenland, May 26th ratifies the same thing. June 5th, the territory of Guam accepts the same thing and says it's unconstitutional. June 12th, Mexico State does the same thing. June 26th, the U.S. court legalizes for the entire United States and adds that if you ban that, you're against the 14th Amendment. Garbage. June 29th, Africa decriminalizes this sin. June 29th, Episcopal Church has a resolution, accepts everything. June 29th, again, also following the same day, the Lutheran Church in America adopts it. We can go through July, the same thing. August, the same thing. All the way through September, all the way through December. This is what happened in 2015. LA comes up right in the beginning and saying, Dear children, in this time of grace, I call all of you to pray more and speak less. And seek the will of God and live it according to the commandments to which God calls you. Okay, so that's 2015. But what did I say the month before? So I said, go look up. Let's see what it said in January. Because we see now what you just heard, what happened, what was going to happen that whole year. Our lady's obviously aware of what's going to happen in the following months. So at the beginning of the year, in February, she says these things because all this was stirring the pot and made some of the greatest advantages and changing marriage that year. That's what it all changed. So let's go back 2015 after you heard all this about these courts and all the great advantages they made for this marriage. Something was cooking. So we went back to the January 25th and it says, Dear children, also today I call you, live your vocation in prayer. Isn't that interesting? Now as never before, Satan wants to suffocate man and his soul by contagious wind of hatred and unrest. What they're trying to mask as marriages is evil. It is hatred. She continues, In many hearts there is no joy because there is no God or prayer. There's no God in anything of this. It is void and we let it come into the church. Hatred and war are coming from day to day. I'm calling you, little children, begin anew with enthusiasm, the walk of holiness and love, since I have come among you because of this. What is this? I just read it to you for the whole year of January. That's how she starts this message out. It's amazing. you got to contemplate these things to understand the significance of it. Together let us be love and forgiveness for all those who know and want to love only with a human love and not with the immeasurable love of God to which God calls you. Little children may hope in a better tomorrow always to be in your heart. Because there's no hope when you see these things. That's an astounding message preceding what happened that year. And now we got a duplicate of it because now this is in our face. And now the bishop's saying, we got to do something. The Pope's saying, we got to do something. The cardinals are saying, we have to do something. You see this now? It's the time of grace. Just like Obama brought us down, it was a grace. 
It fortified us. It brought us together to fight back. And we got somebody in the White House. We're bringing garbage in the church of God. We're letting the world come into us. We're letting them dictate. We're letting these puny judges tell us what we can do instead of going after them. It's time to go into offense after the judges. They're the ones that breathe this. And we lose power because of the sins we see what's taking place now. Dr. Tony Evans is a guy I like to listen to. He's got good points to make. And he brings this home. Now, to understand the power of the church as it was created to be is to understand that the church is a spiritual entity with legal authority in the spiritual realm. America has embassies all around the world. An American embassy is a little bit of America a long way from home. Wherever an American embassy is in whatever country it, it, it is located, on the compound where the embassy is, the laws of America rule, not the laws of the country it's in. It's the laws of the country it's from. That's true of every embassy because all embassies are sovereign territory. So if you ever get in trouble and you're overseas, you want to get through that gate because once you step in that gate, you're on American soil, even though you're located in a foreign land where the rules of America apply. Well, what the church of Jesus Christ is supposed to be is a little bit of heaven a long way from home. It's supposed to be where the rules of eternity are operating in a location of history. You know the problem with the church? <laughs> Rather than getting our rules from the homeland, we're bringing the rules of this world into the church. Rather than being the peculiar, unique people of God, we're bringing what everybody else thinks and putting God's name on it. And therefore, we've lost legitimacy from the homeland, from the kingdom office, because we're listening to the players on the field and the crowds in the stand, wondering why we're not getting support from the commissioner. Because Jesus Christ only supports himself and those who are in alignment. You shouldn't come to church expecting to just get regurgitated what's in the world. You should come to church expecting to hear from heaven so that you can adapt heaven's viewpoint in history. That's the job of the church. We've got people walking in the church who have masked what they're doing as marriage and they let them in there, throw them out. Oh, that's kind of harsh, friend of Missouri. No, it's not harsh. It's harsh letting them in. You're not doing anything to make them question themselves. The church is supposed to be heaven on earth. It's supposed to be a sacred place. Yes, all of us that go in church are sinners. But we're not trying to justify our sins. We confess when we sin. We repent. And this is across the United States. We've heard so many stories. The priest should go there. You're not welcomed here. You can't come in here. You think that's hard? Well, suppose you see a man and a woman who are married to other people come into the church in adultery. Is a priest going to say something to them? That's the anti-sin what they're doing. is even more perverted. You're not going to let an adultery couple walk into the church. You're not going to stand for that. And you stand for this perverted, ugly, nasty, disgusting sin. At least that's natural sin. If you let them in, then you have to let everybody else in. But you're not going to do that. And you're not going to confront them. It is time for the people in the pew to say, you're not welcome here. Get out. You want to become a member of this church? You want to remain a member of the church? Okay, get your life straightened out. Otherwise, you're not welcome here. 
We don't want your ways coming into the church. And that's what's happened. Tony Evans hit it on the head. So for this month, in 2015, we've already gone back and showed you what our lady said about it, which is very clear. The devil's, he wants to suffocate man with his contagious wind of hatred, human love, which is perverted. She mentions these things. So let's go back to last month here, July 25th. Our Lady says, God called me to lead you to him because he is your strength. That is why I'm calling you to pray to him and to trust him because he is your refuge from every evil that lurks and carries souls far from the grace and joy to which you are called. Is this not what everybody's arguing about and they're fussing about and they're mad about because children and what all happened? Jesus is your refuge from every evil that lurks. And what this was about is lurking. And carries souls far from the grace and the joy to which we are called. Then she says this. Little children, live heaven on earth so that it will be good for you. And may the commandments of God be the light on your way. This addresses all this. This is the beautiful mysteries of the messages. They're incredible. People are looking for that city, that happiness, that joy. Our lady says, I want you right now, just 30 days ago from today, to live heaven now. And everybody think we can't do it. But they're all looking for the wrong city. They're looking for the wrong place. They can't find it in New York. You can't find it in Chicago. It's a murderous town. Everybody thinks they can find it. But it's only when you let heaven come into your family, and Jesus is the refuge, that all this plays out. And every time that I try to 
a time of grace it doesn't look like it but it is and she says little children pray more speak less permit god to lead you on the way of conversion and what does that bring it brings what she said 30 days ago july 25th little children live heaven on earth so it may be good for you in 2015 preceding the same message on the february may hope in a better tomorrow always be in your heart because there's no hope and what we see, but it's there. So how do we go to this situation and believe in what our lady is saying last month that you can live heaven on earth? I tell you what, you come look at our children here. You see heaven, their play, their joy. You're peering into heaven. They experience everyday heaven here. We put them in an environment that they can be exposed to this grace and prayer in adults. That it's not just safe, but it has within it the context of the angels going from heaven to earth. We always say this place is seamless. You who have been here have experienced that. It is heaven on earth. This is a city, Caritas, Alabama, where our roads are gravel, but we see gold in them. It's a way of life we can't give up, we won't give up. It's very beautiful. You can have that. People say things take a lot of elbow grease. This takes a lot of prayer, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of fasting, and hope. So we're in a good moment right now with all this taking place. And she said that to you this evening in this time of grace. So you got your marching orders. This is very profound. I know you wrote many years ago. I can't remember exactly what writing it is at this moment, but... You wrote about the judgment of God, that it will come when it comes. It will come suddenly. It won't be something we can prepare for at that moment. You compared it to a building falling. 
that you don't want to be standing next to that building when it comes tumbling down. You want to get far away from the building. Do you perceive that Our Lady is speaking with this kind of spirit, with this kind of sin? A lot of people destroyed lives over these sins. And Catholics have righteous anger about it. So as you were saying on the uh, special that we had on Medjinomics this past Thursday about scandal and how to fix it, not to jump in and try to fix it, but to stop and pray and become holy yourself. We had a feedback come in that took issue with that. But in, in light of what you've said in the past, get away from the building when it's about to collapse. This is the way God's justice acts. Do you think Our Lady is, that's her spirit in this message when she says, pray more, speak less, and permit God to lead you? Well, she qualifies that whole statement saying, this is a time of grace. Grace is something to be joyful for, happy for. In other words, God's coming. This has been in Philadelphia 70 years. We're cleaning this mess up for you. What do you have to do? You have to pray and live my commandments. That gets you away from the building. It doesn't mean you won't suffer from some of the consequences. But we have hope now. God is acting now. And things, the bishops can't ignore this anymore. They messed up four years ago, five years ago, when they could have brought some things out and flushed it out. And nothing would have happened now. And back then, people were accepting they were watching this stuff. Instead, that's a cover-up for the last several years. So we don't go looking to uncover everything. Something is this serious. Yeah, something has to be done. So you want to get away from it. And this it is a judgment. How to escape that is work on your own holiness. God is acting right now. What we have to pray for, that those in the church act without fear. You can't run in circles, hopeless and confused. That's not what all you're saying. She's not confused. She said, hey, y'all want time grace. And hey, last month, little children live heaven on earth. So it'll go well for you because we know right now there's going to be a lot of bad things not going good for people. And I quoted this Thursday about August 25th, 1997. Soon will come a time you'll lament for my messages. This is what's happening right now. They haven't adopted the messages. They're not even looking at the messages. They don't even know the messages, but they're going to know now. There's confrontation coming. And I'm talking about the hierarchy and the bishops and the priests and anybody else participated in this. And again, we're sinners. But this is something embedded that is coming out that is causing much confusion. And they have to act without fear. They have to have the eyes fixed on Jesus. And they can't back down. Now is the time that the bishops have to flush this thing out, the cardinals and the Holy Father. And then perfect love comes back into the church.
so it is she tells you today this is the time of grace little children pray more speak less the song just said focus purposed eyes fixed on you Jesus I know when the fight comes I won't back down and that's what everybody's asking for but where it begins is with me and she adds to that speak less Permit God to lead you on the way of conversion. That's the way to fix things. And then he'll strike. Those with grace and those that need judgment. We're in a time of grace. One important element in all of this, in the context that we need to understand, is forgiveness. 
Allah said August 6, 2018. Forgive, dear children, and like this, open the way to the Holy Spirit to your heart. And this is said in the same month, all these things are coming out. Just the beginning of August here. Forgive. We're based in Medjugorje. We see many things and hear many things. There was a priest who gave a homily in the last few days. And he said this about forgiveness. It's really an amazing statement. I'm going to read it to you. Because you guys take this to heart. So that you might have life. He said, Resentment is like drinking poison and then hoping it will kill your enemies. Reflect on that. Amazing statement. He continues, It is the same with refusing to forgive. What does it mean to forgive? What is required of us? Forgiveness does not require us to forget. Forgiveness is not about changing the past. It is about changing the future. The benefits of forgiveness, letting go of grudges, the bitterness, the benefit of forgiveness is that happiness and peace and joy and love come into our hearts. In other words, to forgive is to set the prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. As long as you do not forgive, who and whatever it is will occupy a rent-free space in your mind. These are profound words. A lot to reflect on. But he continues, and unfortunately at times, we allow many of rent-free spaces in our mind. Let the past go. God forgives and forgets. The blood of Christ washed the past sins away. The hardest journey is from the head to the heart. We have to forgive from the heart. Very, very true and very profound. So everything we're faced with now, even in the church, needs forgiveness. Yes, God will bring justice, and that's coming, it's obvious. We shouldn't gloat in it. We should only be happy that the church is being purified, and it's going to be better. And why this forgiveness is so important, because there was one who was born to die. And when you don't forgive, you are therefore saying to Jesus, I want to be forgiven for everything I've done. And you won't pass that on to another. It's a serious, serious damage and sin. Because he was born to die. Some folks are born to be shepherds. Some folks are born to be king. Some folks are born to be carpenters. Some are born to catch fish on a string. 
We all get the chance to do wonderful things with our lives All because what one man did for you and I He could have fought back the soldiers that beat him He could have left that cross in the street to die We're all born just a sinner But through him we're all so much more Even though he was born in a stable He grew up to become our Lord And he could have fought back the soldiers that beat him he could have left that cross in the street He could have held back the arms That drove those nails in the palms of his hands and his feet He could have walked right off that hill without blinking an eye But he was born to die That beat him. He could have left that cross in the street He could have held back the arms That drove those nails in the palms of his hands and his feet He could have walked right off that hill Without blinking an eye Three days later he rose up and now he's alive What does the Son of God have? He has a Heavenly Father. Our Lady refers to God the Father as the Heavenly Father. She wants us to understand that we really have a Father who loves us and that we are to do and love like our Father does. I was fortunate to have a good Father in this life when He was alive. If I had to describe my dad, I would say love. He loved people. He loved joking. He loved life. And he was a good father and a good example. I don't want to be known as a friend of Medjugorje. I've always wanted to be known as a good husband and a good father. What's attacked today in the world? Fatherhood. Women are lifted above it. Everything's against it. It's ridiculed. It's Hollywood to death. Because fathers in this life represent the Heavenly Father. Even with their imperfections, even with their crosses, 
or even some things that they don't do right? Does it change the position where God put man? We've forgotten that. And she's coming as a mother, showing I'm pointing to the Father, the Heavenly Father, and the representative in the family to hold it together, which he can't anymore because he's not the center of it. Because society's made it that the woman's over him. This is prevailing. We're feminizing men. It's going on and on. It's part of the problem in the church. So this is very complex in trying to understand the situation we're in. And so we have Satan tarnishing the priest, the father. He wants this to happen. He manufactured this. See all this in the correct context. And take joy that this is underneath the crosshairs of heaven right now by our Heavenly Father. A new God and bless my life From the sound of your first cry You made us a family And I ain't ever gonna leave Felt it then, I feel it now Through every single up and down So when the world says you're nothing Oh, let me tell you something
Yeah, time won't slow down. And I won't always be around to listen to your worries and hold you when you're hurting. So let me point you to the one who's with you till it's done. Take his hand. He won't let go. He gave his life to bring you home. Everything now and the world is in the hands of the Heavenly Father through Our Lady. And it is to her that you should be given thanksgiving through her heart to Him. We wish you, Our Lady. We love you. Good night.